Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com, and it is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year, giving out free picks. Our best bets, always our premium picks. We've got uh, NBA draft lottery results, and of course, Major League Baseball and NBA Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals. I think this might be my game of the year. Um, it's about as easy as it gets. Anyways, um, Chris, what did you think of the lottery? Pretty explosive scene in San Antonio. The Rockets uh, ended up what, fourth, or if, yeah. and the Pistons fifth, right, in this lottery. So, uh, you know, pretty crazy. Looks like Damian yeah. Lillard might get some help in uh, Portland. And uh, the Hornets. Making out pretty good with the number two. Yeah, yeah. It looks like there's partying in the streets of San Antonio. Saw lots of uh, crazy scenes yesterday. You know, people rolling with the Spurs uh, flags, hanging out the window, honking through or driving through the streets. So there's some excitement for uh, for Wemba Yama to come back. And I was talking to Big Al about it, and he's excited too. You know, uh, to have you know a game changing player like Wemba Yama coming to San Antonio. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, we'll have to see if he can live up to the hype. Yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to. Rod, any thoughts? Yeah, I think he does. Uh, he lives up to the hype. Uh, he's the first one. I think he does good. I've never seen him play at all, so I have no idea. But um, Most of the guys that they were talking about as high draft picks, I've never seen any of them, right? So um, it's interesting when that's the case. Once in a while, it's Luca. Once in a while, it's Darko. You, ne- you never know find out though the one the one highlight of his that stands out to me is he shot a three it clanked off the back of the rim and he went back and slammed it back to the put back on his own shot right gets his own rebound off a three slammed her in there (laughs) good major league baseball yesterday follow up with some solid games today Got the Pirates and the Tigers, the Dodgers and the Twins, and the Rockies and the Reds. Chris, yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Rockies at home. You know, normally I'm not a huge Austin Gomber fan, but he's definitely turned it around after a rough first four starts of the year. He had an ERA up around 12. Since then, he's given up uh, just six runs over those four starts. Uh, Graham Mashcraft, you know, he had a bit of a better start after getting rocked against the White Sox a couple starts ago, but still, he's given out 12 runs in his last two starts. Going to a hitter-friendly environment at Coors, don't think he's going to do a whole, a whole lot here. Um, I think Austin Gomber, right now, the better option, and I'm like the Rockies at home in this one, so give me Colorado. Right. And for me in these ones, I'm going to go with uh, the Detroit Tigers here. Um, just playing the better ball uh, are these Tigers and the uh, pure fate of Rich Hill. Um, Rich Hill's off to a good start uh, this season, but uh, I think he regresses to uh, the back of his baseball card. Uh, as we've seen in his last start, he only went a few innings and uh, was about to get roughed up uh, really bad now when they pulled him first uh, before he got crazily roughed up. 
I don't know if they pull him in this one. Uh, I think the Tigers get to him early and often and uh, drive him right out of this game. And uh, you look at the Pirates and uh, definitely falling off 2-8 and eight in the last 10 and struggling to score. Can't score runs. Uh, you're not going to beat anybody. So give me the Tigers here in this one. We'll go with the under in the Dodgers. Twins, May and Gray, going to be tough to score on either of these guys. Sonny Gray, he's got 1.36 and Dustin May has been absolutely straight fire. Um, last night's game was um, pretty exciting. I think the Twins put out a few fires in that one. But um, I think this one's going to be the lower scoring side. So I'll take the uh, the under. I think it's pretty surprising to see May here as this big favorite here. You know, with the numbers that Gray has uh, put up. It's part of that, you know, maybe the stigma of Sonny Gray because of the Yankee days. I think part of it is. Um, so I think, uh, I think that... You know, might be a little bit of value on the Twins, but at the same time, I think the better plays the under. Go to our next set of games. We got the A's and the Diamondbacks, Giants and the Phillies, and the Padres and the Royals. Rod? Yeah, and these ones, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Giants here uh, back at home. Um, they, they beat up uh, the Phillies yesterday. Uh, just hung on uh, four three in that one, and I'm just not a Taiwan Walker guy. Uh, we've seen what he can do. Uh, he can definitely give up runs uh, quick, early, and often. Uh, and this one, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I like the over as well. I think runs come early and often. Uh, as both starting pitchers don't equate to who wins this one. I think both teams can get some runs, and we, we get an over nine and a half. But I like the Giants to get the win. Playing the better ball, Philly on the road, nine and fifteen. And I think I seen a stat where the Giants have uh, beat them. They've, quite a bit straight, six straight or something, seven straight on the streaks. I think a streak continues to roll. Fade the Phillies on the road. I'll take another shot here on the Royals. I cashed on them yesterday. I'm going to cash on them again today. The Padres are just so overrated, and I just think all the value here is on, on the Royals. Um, you know, the Padres are a sub-500 team, so even though they have all the hype that, um, you know, that goes around them, they just have not delivered on it. So no reason to believe that the Royals aren't where 100% of the value is. Take the run line if you must, or just take the Royals straight up. I guess we could take the run line since there's plenty of room there, plenty of meat on the bone, as they say. This one, take the run line, take the money line, first five, the whole nine yards. The catalog, as they say. (laughs) The smorgasbord. Um, I'm going to take the over nine between the, uh, the Diamondbacks and the A's. Uh, Ryan Nelson, not my favorite pitcher in that Diamondbacks rotation. After Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly, I think there's a big drop-off from uh, number two to number three um, in that Diamondbacks rotation. Ryan Nelson has been prone to giving up a fair number of runs this season. And Luis Medina only made two starts this year, has an ERA up over eight. Um, I think, you know, with both offenses coming to play yesterday, I think we still have some runs on the board here for uh, for Wednesday's game. So give me the, uh, the over between the Diamondbacks and the A's. Okay, go to our next set, and uh, it's the Orioles and the Angels. Rod's favorite pitcher, Griffin Canning. He's a Canning guy. Canning, 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 Canning. <laughs> Can-do attitude. Canning. Got the Marlins against the uh, Nationals, and the Blue Jays against the Yankees. Oh, man. Kevin Gosman, Joe. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Yesterday is the Blue Jays. Uh, Blues again. Um... 
Yeah, it's a tough uh, set for me, but I'm going to roll with the uh, I'll roll with the Yankees here. It looks like a light line, and Bassett has pitched well. We saw him pitch in the number one spot last year with the Mets. Plenty, but Cole's having a pretty good season. He hasn't played his best games recently, but I think the Blue Jays are fraud pretty much, so uh, no reason to believe. I mean, you're not playing the Pirates, the Pirates this week, right? I'll take, uh, I'll take the Yankees in that one. I'd probably lay the run line on top of it as well. I think you're getting plus 150 on the run line there in that one. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the Nationals here at plus money against the Marlins. I like the Marlins. I like you know the makeup of this team, and I think they're going to provide some value down the road. Um, but I, I'm just, I like Mackenzie Gore. I like what I've seen from him up to this point. He's uh, actually been better on the road, and uh, he doesn't give up a whole lot. And I think that that's going to be key here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think it's going to be one that the Nationals uh, – end up uh, winning behind another strong start from Mackenzie Gore. So give me uh, the Nationals at plus 105. Right. Canning, 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 canning. <laughs> Definitely not canning. Well, canning. The Orioles canning. Uh, in that one. <laughs> in that one. Canning. canning uh, this is where you say, I'm a canning guy. <laughs> Definitely not canning. He's uh he's got a nice uh, eight eight point five six ERA over his uh, last three starts and uh, I think this Orioles team can uh, rough him up and um, maybe get later in the in the game this Orioles uh, bullpen definitely uh, can shut down the Angels late as well uh, holding teams what is a two point just a little bit uh, above uh, two ERA is uh, the Orioles bullpen so uh, give me the Orioles on that one fade of Canny early in the. Uh, the bullpen comes in and uh, shuts down the Angels late. Got the Red Sox and the Mariners, the Mets and the Rays, and the Cardinals and the Brewers. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers here. Um, you know, I like I like this matchup for the Brewers. I liked it with Corbin Burns against uh, Adam Wainwright. I also like it against uh, Matthew Libertor making a season debut here. Corbin Burns normally has strong numbers um, against the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Sub two ERA in his last five starts against them. Um, I think this, yeah, the Brewers figured something out on Tuesday. I think they uh, close out the deal on Wednesday as well. Give me the Brewers in this one. And for me, I like the over uh, in Seattle and Boston. Uh, Gonzalez uh, with a nice four point four two ERA. Bello with a five ERA. I think uh, runs come early and often in that one. And you look uh, head-to-head, 22-5 and five in the last 27 meetings to the over. 22-8-1, last 31 in Boston. Uh, definitely bring your glove to the ballpark today in uh, Boston. Take the over, 9.5. All right, I'm on, the, uh, I'm on the Rays against the Mets. No reason to get off the horse. I was on the Rays yesterday, premium pick on that thing, and I'm going to ride the Rays again here. Senga um, was good in his first couple starts for the Mets, but once the film came out, the scouting reports, well, he got knocked around. If there's a team that's going to knock you around, it's going to be the Rays. They've knocked around pretty much everybody this season. So uh, no problem here. Um, I'm going to take, uh, take the Rays in that one. All right, we go to our next. We're moving quickly right along here. We got the Rangers and the Braves. The Astros and the Cubs and the White Sox and the Guardians. Right. You know, I'm going to take a shot here with uh, the Cubs and Drew Smiley uh, in, in this one. 
you look at uh, JP France guy in his uh, his he's he's not bad his couple his first two couple starts uh, this season lost the first one uh, he got no decision got a win and his last time out went uh, six innings you know uh, three hits one run run one uh, home run but Smiley you look at Smiley uh, he's he's having a good start to uh, his season and uh, you know nice plus money on him here I'm gonna go with the uh, Cubs lost yesterday I think they must back and grab a win here be the Cubs. Or the yes. Astros. I strongly disagree with Rod. France is seen as one of the top prospects in all of baseball, and he's done nothing but deliver on that, um, ex- on those expectations. I didn't say it was awful. I say it was off to a good start. I didn't say it was awful. I know, but I'm going to say I disagree with the pick because, I mean, he's sensational. I mean, he's not, aw- he's not good. He's been sensational. His first two starts ever. He's only going to get better. He's up against the Cubs without their best player. You know, the Cubs have the offense been a little punchless without um, Horner in there. I mean, they couldn't even get to Montero the other night. That's how bad they are. I got, I mean, us three got to Montero extra innings. You know, it's like, he's, I mean, without Nico Horner, the Cubs lineup just is not the same. I mean, Madrigal is hardly the same player as Nico Horner, who's one of the top, who's the, be, the Cubs' best player. And, you know, the Cubs just don't have the depth able to afford to miss a guy like that they just don't um, especially against the world series champions on the road <laughs> i just throw it out there but anyways that's my own pick mind my own business <laughs> oh, man i like uh i like the braves against the rangers certainly not a play on spencer strider more of a play of fading Nathan Eovaldi, who I always think is overrated. I think Strider is closer to a minus 180 is where he should be in this game, and we're getting him at minus 150. So even though he's a favorite, value play, taking the Braves. Chris? Uh, yeah, that leaves me with uh, the White Sox and the Guardians. Sure I'm, does. I'm going to roll, <laughs> gonna roll with the... Uh, the over here, I, I'm just I'm not a fan of this pitching matchup. Peyton Battenfield, you know, getting roughed up for much of the season. And the Guardians also just don't seem to win with him on the mound. So I like the over here, but I'm also going to lean towards the White Sox. Um, I think if they just win a higher scoring game. Wouldn't be surprised if they tee off and chase uh, chase Battenfield from this game early. But I also don't trust the White Sox bullpen. So give me the, the over nine would lean towards Chicago. All right. Moves us over to the, back to the NBA where we started the show talking about draft lottery but uh game one of the eastern conference finals here we got the heat and the celtics and uh this is an interesting matchup because you got the celtics who are the most popular team in the nba um coming off of a very public win in game seven um against the sixers and um now you've got uh then you've got uh, you know the Heat, who have been sitting on the sidelines just resting after you know busting up the number one seed, Bucks, and uh, the New York Knicks making it look easy. While the Celtics went a full seven against the Sixers. Chris, um, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I really like the over in this game. You know, I hear a lot of people saying you know, game one probably expect a little bit of a slower pace, more low scoring game, but I think it's the opposite. You know, Boston scored 112 plus in all but one of their playoff home games this year through the first two rounds. 
Um, I think they're going to be able to score some points here, both meetings against Miami at, in Boston. The regular season went over the total. And I think for Miami, you know, it was um, it was always going to be a bit of a slugfest against New York Knicks. That was going to be a defensive series. But we saw Miami against the Bucks really be able to put up points in bunches, especially when Jimmy Butler takes over. He, he had a great play, uh, Eastern Conference final against the Celtics last year. So I think you're going to see a lot of Jimmy Butler here. I think you're going to see a lot of points. I, I like the over 210 and a half, 211. Yeah, I agree. I like the over as well. I think uh, it's just a touch low at uh, 211. Uh, I think we can easily get into the uh, the mid 215, 218, somewhere in that range. Uh, in this one, uh, you look, Heat 8 and 1 to the over in their last nine uh, road games. Well, uh, the Celtics. Uh, Six and one in our last seven, following a straight up win of uh, ten or more points. So uh, we got more of a track meet. Everybody's thinking it's going to be defensively, and as as Chris says, and uh, I think we get the over. It's eight and two in the last ten meetings between these two as well. So uh, yeah, definitely. Heat. Celtics over. Heat on the money line for me. Three to one on your money, and about as easy as a three to one on your money as you will ever ever see in the history of sports. I do this for a living. I talk about this stuff every day. And uh, once in a while, you see one that just says, oh, my God, they're giving out money. And this is the game right here. It doesn't get any easier than this. Um, The Celtics coming off of a very, very public, very much highly viewed win over the 76ers. But you have to remember it was a game seven. Jason Tatum with his biggest playoff game, a lot of ass-patting, a lot of celebrating, a lot of whooping it up, and a lot of look how good the Celtics are. But the last time the Heat played the Celtics and the Heat were not playing well at the time, they went into Boston and busted them up something fierce. And the Celtics were playing at the top of their game at the time, and it was oogly, as they say. And I'll tell you what. This is a team that matches up extremely well against the other team because they are built to beat them. And that's exactly what you're going to see in this game. In fact, the game before that, they beat them again. (laughs) It's like the time when they didn't beat them is when Jimmy Butler didn't play. He was injured at the beginning of the season. The Celtics won those games. Congratulations. But the last two games... Nothing fun about it for the Celtics. They got whooped at home, and I believe they were right in the middle of a winning streak when that happened, too. I'm going to tell you what. The Heat are going to bust them up. They won both both of, their first, of the first two playoff series outright. As road dogs, they have been the king of the road dog role in this entire playoffs. And once again, all the squares in town. All the public jersey-wearing, bandwagon-jumping people in the world are all on the Celtics coming off of that last performance. I will tell you this much. Not on Jimmy, not on Jimmy Bucket's watch. Not going to happen. Taking the heat, money line, getting 3-1 to one on our money. It doesn't get any easier than this in sports betting. These are, these are once-a-year opportunities. Except for except, except of course the plus one seventy five we got in the heat against the Bucks in a very similar situation. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. You guys can check my premium pick record. It's there. Um, I love this one. Same. 
He doesn't have to beat them by himself. That guy Kyle Lowry, what used to be the main man when he was on Toronto, was it was his team, right, at that time too. So he doesn't really have to do it by himself. He's got a lot of help on that team and Bam and all these other guys. Believe me, they're way better than the Celtics team that took seven games to beat a really bad Sixers team. Anyways. It's not fandom. This is just this is just fading the most public play. And I'm not like a square public fade guy type thing, but there is no squarer play in the history of square plays than the Celtics tonight. I mean, this is it sets up. Coming off of the game seven, the the Sunday afternoon, the only game in town, the Jason Tatum show, the ass slapping, the whooping it up, the running up of the score, and all those things. And who plays though against those teams the best? Jimmy Buckets. Playoff Jimmy. That these are his these are his moments. These are his teams. This Heat team is built to beat the Celtics. And the coaching matchup. It's not even close. It's basically 100 to 1, if you want to count the coaching. Thing. Even the, the staunchest Celtic fan, backer, whatever. I mean, this coaching matchup is not even close. It is, it is really bad. The Celtics beat the, beat the Sixers. How bad were the Sixers in the coaching department? Coach firing bad. Not playing coach firing bad in this one. I used to you see you saw Lowry at the Sizzler Salad Bar. I used to see Charles Oakley at the craps table when I lived in Chicago. I used to play craps with them. Like the dice looked like little little pinheads little in his hand. Yeah. He had the end part of the table, you know, and he had the whole thing. I'm not even trying to get in there, post up. It's like, can I get in here for, you know, can I play in this spot? Like, There's boxing you up with yeah. the rebound. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at the head to head last time out in Boston. Yep. Jason Tatum at 31 and everybody else. Zilch O. In that one, oh, actually, in that game, that last one in Boston, that the that the Heat won. We'll do we'll do the Rod famous one here. No Butler. <laughs> they beat him without Butler last time, and the time before that, no Butler. Time before that, overtime in Miami. Jimmy Buckets, 25 points. Bam, 28 points. Lowry, 20 points. Celtics, Horford, 6 points. Brown, 37 points. Tatum, 14 points. Smart, 18 points. It's all the same cast of characters. to the parlay. Outside outside of that, I think the Heat are going to win. Yeah, for my parlay today, I'll go with trio of overs. I'm going to go with the over between the Heat and the Celtics. 
over between the White Sox and the Guardians and the over between the Diamondbacks and the A's. Everybody, I'm going to go with the uh, Reds on the money line, Tigers on the money line, and the Heat and Celtics over the total. Yeah, what a tennis, tennis in the ballet. Going with the <laughs> Rangers. Oh, wait. I gave out the Braves in my other picks. So I can't do that one. Tampa Bay Rays, San Francisco Giants, Cleveland Indians. $10 pays $90.79. I say uh, heat money line. Why leave the money on the table? There hasn't really been a lot of close playoff games this year. Very, very few. Just wanted to jump in here and say, Chris, you're killing the home run props right now. Keep up the good work, Chris. Thank you. We had a great day with him yesterday. Hopefully, do it again today. There it goes, Rod. How long did it take to go straight through his head? Ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I know with those home run props, that it's like you have good days, and there's days where you go over. And it's you like, petting your dog over there, or are you stroking your ego? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, like some days, I, I can understand because some days, yeah, some days when you, you you hit good, but then you're good for a few days, right? So even if you go zero and five. Or you got a couple wrong over the last couple of days. You're so way ahead. You're on. You're on. On their dime for a little bit. That's how these home run props work. <laughs> when you look, there's nobody hitting over. There's one guy I think I looked today in the last ten games that's hitting over sixty percent. All the other ones are at the forty percenters or less that they hit home runs at at that rate. So that's why they're at the five times your money. A lot of them. I like Garrett Judge today. Nolan Arenado today. Over, I'm going to hand a home run off first. Not if there's runners on base. <laughs> Two-leg two, two <laughs> parlay. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Luis Robert. You already Robert, did your whatever. parlay. I'm just saying for the home run. Another parlay? <laughs> yeah, I'll do another one. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what's going on here on this show. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkles and hot fudge? You rules, rules have gone out the window. <laughs> it's like on Jeopardy, they asked, they said, Sprinkles go by this other name. What are Jimmy's? It's like the layup question of all time. It's like, who do you think you're asking this question to? <laughs> That's final Jeopardy. It's like, I knew I should have bet more than 50 bucks. <laughs> What are Jimmy's? It's like, what? <laughs> what kind of question is that? 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us to make it a winning day. Who will be the lead scorer in the NBA tonight? Jimmy Buckets. Anyways, Mitch, thanks for joining us to make it a winning day. I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. Go eat.